In today's show, I'm looking at week 13 in the fantasy basketball season. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. We're heading into week 13. The fantasy playoffs are getting close. The end of Roto Seasons is getting closer. The NBA trade deadline is coming up this week. The fantasy basketball trade deadline is coming up this week for a lot of leagues as well. So let's look at week 13, which is week 14 in the real NBA, but it's week 13 in fantasy basketball. Let's take a look at how the schedule plays out. We have 18 teams playing four games and 12 teams playing three games. These teams play three. The Knicks, Mavericks, Thunder, Pistons, Heat, Pacers, Warriors, Bulls, Nets, Pelicans, Sixers, and Wizards. The rest of the teams in the NBA play four games this week. So no five-game weeks, no two-game weeks. At this point, uh, it was obviously going to be no five-game weeks, but there's no two-game weeks yet. Hopefully, nobody gets their games postponed or anything along those lines. But that is how our current setup looks for this week with uh, with those teams playing those three games. Of course, the teams that I didn't mention, they are playing four games this week. So let's have a look at how things break down a little bit more closely. The week's schedule, <clears throat> it's an interesting one. Eight games on Monday, six on Tuesday, a big 11-game Wednesday, five-game Thursday, another absolute monster 11-game Friday, and then nine on Saturday. That's a that's 20 games in two days. That's a lot. And then we finish off with a very, very small four-game Sunday slate. So we've got four streaming target days, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday. Um Really tough to stream on a Wednesday, really tough to stream on a Friday. You might be able to do it on a Saturday, but probably not. So we're really going to be focusing in on those Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday days in terms of streaming. If your league has you know, four games uh, or four waiver ads, you can add one player each day, but we're going to talk about ways that you can maximize your games played by getting a couple of extra blokes in to uh, get those games played up for the week. We'll talk about that uh, in a second. Now, in terms of teams who have value for streaming or the most value for streaming, the best teams we're looking at are the Lakers and the Blazers. They have three games that fall on those low-volume days. So your Gary Trent's, Carmelo Anthony's, um, Ennis Cantor is not really a stream guy, but you know he might get dropped uh, awaiting Yusuf Nurkic's return. Then you stream him in for these games. Well, that's a, yeah, it's a terrible example. Rodney Hood in deeper leagues. Um, Derek Jones Jr. When you're looking for deeper or for defensive stats, like there's stream value for the Lakers. Well, who knows what's going on? Because LeBron injured himself on Sunday. Is LeBron going to play? Uh, not on Sunday. On Saturday. Sorry. Was he? Is he going to play Sunday? Is he going to play during the week? Are we going to have massive Kyle Kuzma value, who's a rosterable guy anyway? Are we going to have Taylor Horton Tucker fire all the way up? Is it going to be massive gains from Harrell and Schroeder? They're already rostered players, but who's going to step up? Yeah, KCP? I think Horton Tucker's the guy we want to watch for there. And if LeBron has to take a week off, three quality games of uh, THT, it's pretty interesting. The Mavericks, on the other hand, zero. Zero quality games. So if you added your Josh Richardsons, if you added your Tim Hardaways, 
if you even have like a Maxi Kleber, yeah, an honest appraisal of your roster would tell you almost definitely that they are the worst player on your roster unless you're in a 16-team league. So if you're in a 12-team and you've got Richardson, you've got Hardaway, you've got Kleber, um, you've got Brunson, they are the worst player on your roster and you're going to be able to use them for zero games this week. The worst player on your roster is a streamable spot and especially this week with zero games, move on from them. The value they hold long-term is not worth it where you could use that roster spot to maybe get five or six extra games in. That is a huge, huge difference. And if you are in a spot where you're fighting for playoffs, fighting for seeding, six extra games, and I'll tell you how we get to six extra games in a second, but six extra games um, is is massive. It's absolutely key. So those Mavericks guys, again, you won't, you most likely won't be able to get any games out of those fringe guys. Now, of course, you'll still play Luca, you'll still play Kristaps uh, Porzingis on those days, but you won't, you, you won't play your, your Klebers, your Finney Smiths, because he'll return Hardaways and Richardsons, uh, you know, Cauley Stein in deeper leagues, Brunsons. You, you just won't play those guys. So that their their ability or your ability to open up that roster spot is absolutely there. Let's look at back to backs. Twenty five teams have a back-to-back, including a back-to-back heading into the week, so the Sunday-Monday back-to-back. So we've got five teams who don't have one. The Knicks, the Hornets, the Hawks, the Wizards, and the Sixers don't have a back-to-back at all. So that's you know, that's pretty good news in terms of if there's anyone going to rest there. But the problem is you look at those teams and there's no real rest candidates. The issue you have is that four teams play two games and two of those teams have a lot of rest guys on them or have significant rest guys on them. The Houston Rockets have two back-to-backs, <clears throat> including the Sunday-Monday heading into the week. Um, and we've got, <clears throat> sorry, the the, uh, the Toronto Raptors do the same uh, thing. The uh, Boston Celtics do the same thing. And the Cleveland Cavaliers do the same thing. So with the Rockets, you know, Oladipo, there's a, there's a chance that with his games this week, they have the Friday-Saturday back-to-back. So he misses one there. And then they have Sunday-Monday back-to-back. Does he miss the Monday game there? meaning you get two games out of Victor Oladipo. If John Wall returns, is he playing all four games next week? Almost definitely not. So watch for those guys in a weekly setting, but it also opens up stream value there. And and for Boston, well, Kemba Walker. We know what Kemba Walker's situation is for back-to-backs. So they've got a Sunday-Monday back-to-back heading into week, and then a Friday-Saturday, the same as the Rockets. So you're going to play two games of Kemba, most likely? Yeah. That's going to make him pretty tough, but it's also going to boost some value of some other players, perhaps. So that is worth looking at. Everybody else that I haven't mentioned there, I've mentioned the teams who have zero, mentioned the teams that have two. Everybody else has one back-to-back. So that's you know, one back-to-back when we look at the Thunder, who actually resting doesn't even seem to have anything to do with back-to-backs for the Thunder at the moment. They're just resting blokes willy-nilly. And this is why, and I'm recording this before um, before Saturday's game. This is why I said, hey, one game from Moses Ben. Let's hold on and let's see what happens. And then the very next game, Al Horford sitting out. So I, I think that was why, or not, I think that is exactly why I said, just hold on to Moses Brown and let's see what happens with this Horford scenario. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, uh, the Thunder uh, had that one back-to-back during the week. The Nets have a back-to-back. So Blake Griffin's going to be returning to action, but is he going to play that back-to-back? I don't think we get Kevin Durant back, but that's something for us to pay attention to. Next up, we're looking at streaming. Unfortunately, Monday, Tuesday, which is a great opportunity to stream guys in low-volume days, no teams have a back-to-back. That's that's disappointing. So in terms of using our acquisitions for the week, we use someone to add on Monday. So you've got the teams playing Monday. You've got the, the Rockets. You've got the Timberwolves, the Celtics, the Jazz, the Kings, the Cavs, 
the Hornets, the Hawks, the Spurs, the Raptors, the Clippers, the Timberwolves, the Grizzlies, the Thunder, um, the Pacers, and the Bulls all have games on Monday. So you can stream someone from there, but you can't get any back-to-backs. But what you need to do is you need to look at the back-to-back or the pseudo back-to-back surrounding that 11-game Wednesday. So adding someone on Tuesday who also plays Thursday to get the bang for your buck. And the teams that do that, and there's a lot of them, the Lakers, Knicks, Heat, Warriors, Sixers, Wizards. So Lakers, we talked about already. Taylor Horton Tucker is going to be a pretty strong ad, but Contavious Kawhi, Pope, Markeith Morris, in that scenario, the Knicks, Whichever point guards are actually healthy, they're going to be stream options. What happens with um, Mitchell Robinson, who's returning? What does that mean for Nerlens Noel? Can we stream him on those days? Reggie Bullock, Alec Burks, options there as well. The Heat, Goran Dragic, if he was dropped, um, which was a fair enough decision. Uh, Trevor Ariza, perhaps, if his minutes are up. Kelly Linick, if he hasn't been rostered. The Warriors, who knows if Steph Curry is going to be back. We know that every single center on their roster is out, so Juan Toscano-Anderson is going to be an option. Jordan Poole, uh, Nico Mannion, Bra- uh, Brad Wanamaker, Damian Lee, Kent Bazemore, the Sixers. Is Embiid going to be back? Almost definitely not. Shake Milton, Matisse Thybul, those sort of players. Dwight Howard, Tony Bradley, the Washington Wizards. Denny Avdia, maybe. Rui Hachimura. Davis Bertans is out. There's going to be a shit ton of minutes for Rui in that situation. There's Obi's head popping up onto my video. Good morning, Obi. Um, uh, yeah, other guys. Garrison Matthews in deeper leagues. And then Thursday, Sunday. That's a pseudo back-to-back with two high-volume games in the middle. It's the Lakers and the Blazers, teams we talked about earlier on, who have that nice high-volume value. So in terms of getting extra games, you've got four acquisitions for the week, right? So let's say you add someone for the Tuesday. Let's say you add a Lakers player on Tuesday, and then you've got three quality games from Tuesday onwards. So you get three Lakers players through there, three games from one Lakers player on those days, whether that is a Taylor Horton Tucker or a Markeith Morris or a Kyle Kuzma. You can add that player there and get three games. That's three games from one acquisition. Right, you can also use a Thursday-Sunday acquisition from a Blazers, for a Blazers player. Gary Trent, let's say that that's who it is, uh, Derek Jones Jr. That's five games from two acquisitions. So you've got two more acquisitions. Now, depending on how your roster looks and how many spots done, you can add another guy on the Tuesday here. You can add a Knicks player, a Heat player, a Warriors player, and get two bonus games from those guys. That's seven games from three acquisitions. I actually undersold it before. I said you could get six extra games. That's seven games from three acquisitions. And then you can either add another Lake, uh, another Portland guy here, or you can add one of these other guys, and you can get nine extra games from four acquisitions this week. And that's by not using anyone on that Monday. So you don't have to add anyone on the Monday at all. You can just add a Lakers player on a Tuesday, and you can add either two more guys on a Tuesday or you add a Blazers guy here on the Thursday and you can get nine extra games from that. That's like, you imagine Josh Richardson, you drop Josh Richardson and you turn it into nine games. That's a possibility with four acquisitions. And that is why planning and schedule and streaming is so bloody important. That is, that is massive. It's not always going to be as easy as that or as beneficial as that, but... That is there. That that opportunity is there for you to get now. Of course, it might not work, and players might be dreadful in that time, or they might sit out some of those games. Who knows? But that is a way to plan yourself to get more playing time um, into your into your lineup. Um, let's go on to the next one. We're looking at front and back loading. 
Giggity. So we're looking at players or, or teams, sorry, who play a lot of games at the beginning of the week. The Kings, the Clippers, and the Spurs play three games in four nights to begin the se- to begin the week. So you can load up on your you know your Marcus Morris's, your Nick Batum's, uh, Serge Barker, Ivica Zubats's, Reggie Jackson, Lou Williams. Um, yeah, Kings guys, you're looking at is not my Hassan Whiteside even in that scenario. God, that's embarrassing. Corey Joseph, the Spurs guys. Yeah, Keldon Johnson, I'm sure everyone's re-added him, but you look at Rudy Gay, Pat Mills when he returns from his rest. But then at the start of the week, Dallas guys, Detroit guys, Pelicans guys, they play one game in the first four nights. So your fringe guys, if you're still holding on to Stephen Adams or Eric Bledsoe, you, know, you probably don't want to. Um, back end of the week, three games in four nights from Thursday to Sunday, the Lakers and the Blazers. We've talked about them ad nauseum, but the Bulls, Nets, Pacers, Thunder have one game to end the week. So if you do, did add someone from the Thunder, like an Alexei Pokyshevsky, um, like a Salt Flake Theo Maladon, like a Ty Jerome, you get one game out of the last four nights. Now, I wouldn't say their upside is high enough that you have to hold on in every situation. So you might want to move on from one of those guys to get those extra games in through that Thursday to Sunday period. Let's look at some guys. Now, I'm going to be honest with you guys. The way that the week pans out and the way that ownership, uh, not ownership, sorry, roster percentage uh, shakes out, there's not that many great options out there to add who are rostered in under 70% of uh, weekly or in advanced leagues who can be guys that you can add for weekly leagues and be useful. But I'm looking at a couple of Phoenix Suns players. They've got four games this week. Jay Crowder, Dario Saric. Maybe you could add them and start them. Paul Millsap from the Nuggets and Marcus Morris from the Clippers. I don't love those guys as great must-add players, but they could be options, especially Crowder with the four games who could be an option for you. In terms of players to sit in category leagues, well, we've talked about how Steven Adams is a drop anyway. We've talked about how Wendell Carter Jr. is probably a drop, but he's definitely a sit this week. Spoken about Tim Hardaway as being a drop given that Maverick schedule and given the fact that he's not that good but he has been rostered in a ton of leagues. So he's someone to at least sit at the very least in, in weekly leagues. And then Kemba Walker with only two games. Yeah, not uh, not great. For points leagues, we're looking at, again, very similar. Like I'm not loving some of these options. Like Kenyon Martin maybe with four games and maybe now with a Kevin Porter injury, we don't know how long that's going to keep him out. And maybe with Victor Oladipo sitting out two of these games this week and John Wall missing some time, you can add Kenyon Martin and Jay Sean Tate for points leagues. DeAnthony Melton's got four games for the Grizzlies, even though I, uh, I don't trust Taylor Jenkins. No question about it. I am ready to get hurt again. Um, and then you got his mate, your mate, my mate, Dylan Brooksy Brooks who is atrocious, but they keep giving him opportunities. He, I don't know if they give him the shots, if he just steals them, uh, but he's going to take those shots, so he's an option there as well. And if we're looking at players to sit in points leagues, Mitchell Robinson's going to return, but I wouldn't want to use him first game up, only three games, maybe limited minutes. Wendell Carter Jr., Kemba Walker, and Steven Adams as options that we've already mentioned. If we look at some players who should be returning this week, Seth Curry will probably come back after missing a couple of games. Malik Beasley's suspension ends this week at the very end of the week, but it still ends this week. So just be aware of that, that if Malik is floating on your waiver wire, you add him because he is back this week. Hamadou Diallo is going to come back most likely towards the end of this week. And same with DeAndre Hunter of the Atlanta Hawks. Hopefully we get Hunter back this week as well. Guys, that'll do it for me today. Don't forget to subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on YouTube. Hey, guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya. See ya.